0: 7654321.
1: You'll never have the sacred stone <laughs> Oh, this,
0: you crazy mother. This is Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. The podcast where back of house Ali and front of house Marco talk food and drink. Heads up, these two spent decades in restaurants, so some mature content and language is bound to come up. Get ready for Eat and Drink. Forks Up.
1: All right, this is Eat and Drink, the regular episode. I'm Marco Timpano. Good day. Good day. I'm Ali Hassan. This is uh, this is
0: the sleep-deprived version. Rarely do Marco and I wake up moments before our podcast. Usually, we're we're, re- we're re- ready, rearing to go. Yeah. You're basically having a breakfast drink this morning, like what? a proper breakfast drink almost.
1: You said good day. It's actually good morning. We're recording this at 9 a.m. And of course... I pick a nice, strong, stiff drink to make this. I don't. I don't pick something that you could have at brunch or anything. I, I guess you could have it at brunch, but not a typical, typical like orange juice flavored uh, cocktail or drink with champagne. No, I'm going for something that'll cure your scurvy. I decided to go forward with with something strong whiskey forward, and I'm going to do a cocktail that's going to help you with your scurvy problems, Ali. I really. I wish you were. Uh, I wish I could see you more than ever. Could I use
0: a a scurvy preventing step oh, today? My wife and I went to bed at eight thirty last night. It's never happened in our oh, life. Good for
1: you, man. We're good. like we're
0: going to take charge. We're not ne- we're, we're 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 not drinking this week. We're taking charge of our life. The the coronavirus doesn't control us. We control it. You know, some kind of nonsense like that. Anyway, we were we felt empowered. We go to bed uh, super early. At one point, it's, it's like early, early morning. And I'm like, I think I hear the birds chirping. Maybe I'll get up. Maybe I'll I'll take charge of my day, I think.
1: And nice I, way to wake up with nice the, way to with wake the up. A bird birds chirping, you know. And then,
0: yeah, and my wife seems to be awake as well. So I go, honey, do you know what time it is? She looks at her phone. 1.38 a.m. I'm like, Jesus oh, Christ. Man. So I don't know what that was. That wasn't a bird. Or if it was, it was lost or drunk. And so then it is was a tossing and turning for hours and hours. And then uh yeah woke up minutes before this podcast it's uh it's very embarrassing anyway I hope people are taking control of their of their uh of their own uh, you know situation we tried to it failed
1: are I you know Ian? me I have a lot of insomnia so I didn't sleep yesterday I went to bed at 7 a.m maybe I slept for an hour or two before I had to start my day and uh, so I'm still feeling the effects of that so I'm hoping that this drink, Will just set me right. Okay, bud.
0: Good luck. Good way to start
1: your day. Let's see how it goes. Okay, Ali. So this drink is actually one of those drinks that would help you if you had scurvy. Now, I know you're home and I know that you're not getting the vitamin C that you might need or vitamin D from sunlight because you're not really going out that much, as much as you used to. And I don't know how your lemon, lime, citrus situation is over there. It's good.
0: I uh, I resent okay. the accusation that it would be anything other than fantastic. It's always very very good.
1: Good. Then then you probably wouldn't suffer from scurvy. But perhaps our listeners who might be citrus-deprived, like the sailors back in the day who suffered from scurvy. <laughs> yes. And what helped those sailors were of course lemons and limes and the bartender's hero Vice Admiral Edward Vernon of England who began mixing a few ingredients like rum and citrus for his crew to prevent scurvy. So this particular recipe I'm about to give, uh, it first appeared in print in 1862, and it was in Jerry Thomas's The Bartender's Guide. I'm going to present for you today the whiskey sour. The I wish we had musical
0: effects, buddy. The <laughs> whiskey, <laughs> otherwise it, it kind of went. It went down yeah. on sour. I I feel like you should go up. I'm I'm excited. Oh, I'm listen. I
1: I just, you know, it's funny because we're remotely doing this. I thought I'd get more of a reaction from you, but I think I just stunned you with the with the whiskey sour. Yeah,
0: I, I I mean, it's quite a drink for the morning. Are you doing the eggs? Are you going to
1: do? No, okay. We've done the amaretto sour in the past, and we've talked
0: about the egg whites.
1: It's almost as if we talked about this prior, but we haven't because as we talked about with sours, sours often contain egg whites. The whiskey sour is one of those sours that doesn't require egg whites. Traditionally does not have egg whites. Uh, of course, it is a mixed drink containing whiskey as its base, uh, lemon juice and sugar. And you can add egg white. But this, this particular recipe, in its inception, never had egg whites. I guess if you're going to make this on a ship, as you go pillaging through the, through the world, you don't necessarily have the egg whites that you'd like to have. Um, now, when you add egg whites to a whiskey sour, it becomes a Boston sour. Okay, and there's nothing
0: more we hate than Boston. On this well, show, listen, right? no, I, I did
1: it. I did my best by marrying someone from Boston to hopefully like oh, you know change right. her ways, ah. but you just can't when they're from Boston. That's it. And if you add a floater of red wine on top, it's called a New York sour.
0: Oh wow, yeah, that is unheard of from my perspective. Red wine Lit- and whiskey. What are we doing? What kind of life know. are we... What's happening, New York?
1: Well, have you ever had a, a cocktail that has a bit of wine floating on top of it? Never, never. It adds a beautiful color. It's usually red wine, a little bit of... It adds a beautiful color. And then your first few sips are going to be infused with a bit of wine because the wine will float on top. Not my thing, but I could see how people are going to enjoy it. All right. So I have my cocktail shaker, and I didn't think I had to say this, but when you made your drink, I guess I do, filled with ice. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, I usually hear the ice, I see the ice
0: I, I You had pre-filled it with ice And then I started making it I was like, hey, do I put ice in?
1: Alright, anyway Alright, so I'm using bourbon It says whiskey on it I feel like this has been really muddled over the last 10 years When I was working in bars at the age of 18 There was a big distinction between bourbon, whiskey, scotch, rye Right. You know, all these things had had real big dis- distinction And you know what? I think I'll talk about that on one of our episodes. I'll I'll go through what makes a bourbon a bourbon versus a whiskey a whiskey, rye, rye, scotch, scotch, et cetera. Um, But for now, I'm using Woodward's uh, whiskey. It's based out of Detroit or near Detroit.
0: Okay. Made
1: by Valentine's Distilling. And I'm going to use an ounce and a half of this bourbon. And um, this is going to kill me, an ounce and a half this early in the morning.
0: (laughs) I've never heard of this brand. I've never seen these people.
1: It's a small distillery okay. j- just outside of uh, Detroit. Detroit has a great food and drink scene. Love that city. I know a lot of people like to, uh, you know, shit talk Detroit, but it is great. I I never have a bad time when I'm in Michigan, I have to say. All right. Ounce and a half of whiskey. Now I'm going to use about a half teaspoon of Lemon juice, but that translates to about three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice. So three quarters. And then I'm going to use um, three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup. But because this recipe traditionally has a maraschino cherry in it, I'm going to actually use cherry juice. Uh, I'm not because there's no cherry juice left. All right. So I'm going to actually use... I'm going to use sugar in my thing. I've used. Would that. you right.
0: would you be able to use those other cherries? That the name is escaping me in the beautiful bottle and yeah,
1: the and, amarena cherries that wouldn't
0: ruin amarena amarena. Yes,
1: my friend, I'm long out of them. I had them a long time ago in cocktails when we course, first started. Of course, yeah. All right, so I'm going to shake <laughs> this bad boy up in my shaker. Once again, Ali chooses not to speak while I shake. So it's just a minute of me shaking? Well, I
0: yeah, i sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm it's so, all good. It's not a minute of you. It's a few. I'm mesmerized. I'm like a, uh, what do you call You're You're like a boa, not a boa constrictor. What are those snakes that-
1: Anacondas? Their eyes,
0: their eyes. You're like a, I don't know if it's an anaconda. But anyway, I loved it. It was great.
1: All right. I, In honor of you, Ali, I'm going to pour it in a mason jar. I'm going to drink it out of a mason jar. So I'm pouring this hey, whiskey You're going to feel good, buddy. This is great. You're going to feel good about yourself. Now, I am going to I am going to put a half orange slice in it. I don't have the cherry as I mentioned, but I do have the orange slice. And now I'm going to give it a drink. Oh, that's really nice. It's really nice it the is. the citrus and the whiskey and the bourbon. Um and the lemon juice go really nice. This is this is actually not a bad morning cocktail, I have to say. I'm actually Nine, quite surprised
0: 6 a.m. is when we are recording this, and uh, you could be arrested in certain locations for having that out there uh, if you were not in your own home studio right now.
1: The scurvy yeah. is gone, my friend. I can feel it leaving my body as we speak. Was it,
0: was it creeping up?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, my bones were a bit rickety. I could feel it when I was walking up the stairs. This is going to put some pep in my, in my step, let me tell you. So a pretty easy drink. You need a cocktail shaker or or, or you, could you shake it up even in a large mason jar? You could do that too, right? hundred percent, buddy. Like, here's the thing. If you don't have a shaker, which a lot of people might not have because they're like, I don't know, where am I going to put a shaker? I'm not that complicated when it comes to making drinks. That's fine. Any closed jar, you can shake in it. Now, something like this, even if you don't have a closed jar, you can put all these ingredients in a glass with ice and give it a wicked stir. Just stir that baby up until all the ingredients that are in there are incorporated. Yeah, Maybe you stir it 40 times and then you, there you go. What's nice about a shaker is that it really cools the drink down too. The ice hits the base of the glass. It cools the liquid so that when you get it from a shaker, it's perfect cool temperature and all the ingredients are incorporated. Very nice. And I think
0: it's important that we remind listeners that our 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 uh, our show is really about sort of dismissing food snobbery in a way. And I think uh, as much of a snob as you want to be, Marco, you do always say, if you don't have this, use this. If you don't have this, use this. And I think that's important because at the end of the day, we've both given uh, hundreds, maybe thousands of recipes to people. And it's always like, I don't have this, so I didn't make it. And it's like, you know, don't deny yourself of something delicious, or potentially delicious. Or don't deny yourself the experience of making something new and and potentially exciting just because you were missing an
1: ingredient or a, or, a, or a piece of equipment. Ali, you're 100% right. Like, you know, people will order things like whiskey sours when they go to bars, but they feel like, oh, I can't replicate yes. it at home. Yes. And you're right. It's like- Just approach it like you would anything else, as if you were making lemonade. How hard is it to make lemonade? That's about as complex as it is to make this particular cocktail, especially during these times where people are like, uh, you know, they've got time on their hands. They're a bit bored. They could have like stressful, anxious feelings. Prepare yourself a beautiful cocktail when you feel that way. And life is good. Not too many, but, you know, make yourself a nice cocktail. Make yourself a whiskey sour. When you're feeling sour, go for the whiskey sour.
0: <laughs> when you're feeling blue, uh, I think is the saying. But when you're feeling sour, is hilarious. All right, um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, you know, you've got, you've got an eye-opening, uh, an eye-opening uh, breakfast drink. I have got an eye-opening um, lunch dish. I would say you want to oh, have the nice. breakfast. I'm not going to judge you. I've no. got a dish uh, that I'm going to present to you right now. I can't wait, Ali. Okay now Marco you have uh, have been known to uh, to mess up a variety of languages. I can't criticize your Italian because I don't know Italian but I'm sure you're making a lot of mistakes No no in perfect Italian on a regular basis. Uh, it's perfect. English, we all know you struggle <laughs> and uh, and 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 French of course uh, poses its own set of problems. If I say the words millefeuille to you well, does your terrible Ontario French education uh, tell you
1: anything about a millefeuille? First of all, I'm going to defend the Francophones that live in this province. All oh, they're right? great. I'm talking about you specifically. No. I, I don't think <laughs> you've gotten any French education. They have. Yes. I think it means a thousand sheets or you got leaves. It, you right? got it. And yeah. I know
0: why you know that, because you're a guy who's stuffed enough dessert in your face <laughs> to have asked the uh, the pâtisserie some questions. So a is exactly that, a thousand sheets or a thousand layers it is often associated with desserts. Yes. And uh, and and it's 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 kind of like your whiskey sour in the sense that hey, if you don't have this, use this. If you don't have this, I made something that to me screams summer, and that is a vegetable milfeuille.
1: Oh, it's beautiful. So
0: it's you if if, if the word millefeuille, <clears throat> if you're struggling with it, think of basically a vegetable lasagna. So there's no pasta in it. So that's why, I mean, that's a little confusing because lasagna is a noodle. So where is the noodle? It's not there. Uh, Another word that sometimes people use is a tian. But if you say it's a a vegetable millefeuille, right away, that should suggest what's happening. Often millefeuille can be um, uh, pastry and cream and custard, right? I've seen... um, figs and ricotta and a milfeuille, Yum. that kind of stuff, uh, apple and cheese layers. So anytime you're layering something, I'm already excited. Now, did you make the milfeuille? Oh God, that pronunciation. Feuille. Yes, I Feuille. made the milfeuille. Yeah, yeah I made You it. made it. I made it with my son, with my five-year-old. Because that's um, a process in itself. It is a process. But yeah. my friend, listen, Vegetables are a plenty right now. Right. We had eggplants. We had sweet potatoes. We had just gotten zucchini. As soon as we got the zucchini, you know, for me, there's there's a couple of um, a curried zucchini dishes that I can sure. make. A couple of variations on a zucchini curry. There is um, what people call zoodles. Really hate that word, but anyway, it's spiralized. Oh, what's a zoodle?
1: Yeah, exactly. I've never
0: it's heard of zucchini this. noodles.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. It shows
0: you're not a parent. You've never heard of that. People, no. parents are always like, "Do you want zoodles?" But you did, know, did you sp- make the? Did you make the actual pastry? The no, it's a feuille No, so feuille. No, I'm going yeah. to struggle through this. There, uh, <laughs> there, is no, there is no pastry in this. There can be. You can have oh, hot okay. pastry as well. This is literally layers of vegetables
1: oh I see okay see because I'm used to it in the in the pastry form exactly. so as a sweet and so yeah. I'm used to the uh puff pastry or the um uh, mil like you <laughs> say uh, <laughs> and uh and so there's there's none of that but it is a layered vegetable lunch dish is that correct
0: yeah you can have a for okay.
1: dinner as well but uh, you okay. know it's it,
0: basically for me this thing screams summer and what I, i'd say the only thing you definitely need is pesto okay uh in in so this is a provencal dish from provence in france so they would call it a pistou which is a variation on the ligurian uh, pesto um mm. but uh pesto or pistou some sort of herb and oil and, and, and ideally garlic mixture. Okay. Uh, and you want to have that on various layers. So I'll tell you what the, this preparation is. Now I brought the, I have a, a, what's called a mandolin, uh, which is, uh, you know, it's kind of like, um.
1: Like, what, a it, it like, opens a- up like a guillotine,
0: like a. Like a guillotine is great, man. This is even scarier than than I, <laughs> I, I need this to be. But yeah, it kind of opens up. It's got a it's got a base that opens up. Now you have a triangle. You run the vegetables across the top, and um, and and it slices right. It's, it's 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 a
1: glorified slicer. In fact, it's a very <laughs> sharp knife. That you sort of slide yeah, it's your a vegetable across, yeah, it's a plane. You slide you're right across this, yep. this plane
0: yep. and this blade. Now the thing is, my son loves the mandolin. He's five, and I'll let him like you know cucumber. You know, you it's dangerous. Cucumber, man. That's it's the thing. Dangerous. I got upstairs, and I'm like, wait a minute, sweet potato. You got to put some muscle into the mandolin when you're Oof. slicing sweet potato and eggplant. Even the eggplant has this, uh, you
1: know, a tougher exterior. So when you look at the box, the mandolin box, does it yeah. say for ages five and up? Because I find <laughs> it hard to believe that they recommend a five-year-old so, use and a mandolin. In fact,
0: uh, in my defense, I I backtracked, I backpedaled. I I, I said, buddy, you're going to make a cucumber salad. For okay. lunch tomorrow, for lunch today, <laughs> uh, cucumber and parsley. We have you're going to make a nice salad. Uh, let Papa handle this part because I don't want you to hurt your arm. I can do it. Of course, you could do it, sure. but you know what I can do? I can avoid taking you to the hospital during the coronavirus. <laughs> so in the end, he didn't do as much work as he hoped. <laughs> but he did the layering. Look, if you have kids, he loved it. Like so, we have this, you know, big dish. And uh, we put so you know olive oil at the base a little bit just sure. so everything doesn't stick. Although it won't really stick because there is a liquid that
1: will come out of these various uh, layers. So uh, we could put, you put a bit of uh, pesto on the bottom? To not add, on the bottom, but
0: you could, you could. Okay, we okay. did not do that, Fre-
1: but you absolutely for adhesion. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. 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 So when I make a lasagna, for example, there's sauce at the bottom sometimes right. for that reason, right? Uh, so we started with sweet potato at the bottom. Beautiful. Then we put a layer of, and you can see this right here. It's right. I'm, I'm showing it to Marco through the it's camera. It's beautiful. It you is just, very nice. It make sure you nice. take a picture of that, Ali, because it- I definitely will. I definitely will. So we had the sweet potato at the bottom. Then we had the eggplant on top of the sweet potato. And then on top of the eggplant. So you know, if you're not going to cook it for too long, uh, again, like I was saying, there's different ways to do this. You could have pastry. You could also cook the vegetables separately. A lot of people like to right. do a grilled vegetable millefeuille so you've already grilled the vegetables, you cut them into these square pieces, and then you can stack them. And then it's just stacked vegetables on top of each other with layers of, let's say, a cream. Ricotta would be interesting between the layer of sure. pesto. Obviously, for me, it's the pesto is is, is key there but we did uh alternate alternating layers of um sweet potato, eggplant, beet. We have some so you have this beautiful crimson color in the middle of this yeah. uh, millefeuille and then zucchini and then again eggplant and uh, one layer of tomatoes, sliced tomatoes and then su- uh sweet potato at the top. And we did a, ver- a varying, you know, not every layer had pesto, but every couple of layers had pesto and one layer had um just this minced garlic rosemary still yes. around in my fridge. Your friend, Rosemary. Your friend, my new friend. It's doing very yes. well in this meal.
1: She always and treats thyme. me well.
0: Yeah, she treated us well, too. So thyme, yeah. rosemary, and garlic. I sautéed that on a low heat, and uh, it was you know minced very, very thin. I used that on one layer. You could taste that definitely and at the top, you can put whatever you want. If you want to put breadcrumbs, we put a little bit of tomato sauce and Beautiful. then uh, nutritional yeast and then you know fresh herbs. When it came out afterwards, It's
1: great. Uh, but but to be clear, are you you you've cooked all these vegetables before you've made this? I've thing. cooked none of them.
0: I so how do you?
1: So then so then it begs the question: How are you getting this cooked when a zucchini and a tomato are going to take a shorter cooking time Definitely. versus an eggplant? Like how is this how do you accomplish this feat you haven't even you haven't even mentioned beet and sweet potato
0: beet being the most dense out of yeah. all of them so a beet and a and a and a zucchini shouldn't start at the same time right, right. however And a lot of people will salt the eggplant beforehand, which also makes sense, right? Easier to cook at that point. The last thing you want is an uncooked eggplant. Right. What I do is I make sure that I cook it for quite some time. So we're looking at about on 400 degrees, maybe. Yeah, I think it was 380. Okay. Uh, On 380, I cook this for 50 minutes, five zero minutes. Okay. Yeah.
1: And it's not wilting the tomato or the zucchinis not falling apart? Well, this is the thing. You can have a very,
0: very fresh mille And when you grill the vegetables separately and assemble them, then you can absolutely do that. Right. You're, 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 you're each other, but then you're making individualized portions. We made it in a baking tray like a lasagna. I see. Okay. And so the steam sort of cooks it okay. all the way through. Okay. Now the key is, um, well, the key has been for us, much like any meat, you want to let it rest for a while before you eat it. This thing also, you want to let it rest. So you let it rest for about a half an hour, and then you take it. It's still very, very warm, as you, can, you, as you can imagine. All these layers going through, it doesn't lose its heat. So it's eaten very, very warm. doesn't have to be, by the way, but in our case, it was eaten warm. Right. But it kind of sets, and, uh, and you have various layers of different, you know, texture, but sure. they're all cooked through. It's not like hard beet and soft zucchini. They're all cooked through, but you have different layers, like, you know. Okay, eduio, so it, you have cream and, and, and cheese
1: and cheese yeah, um, so going through. Yeah, so a couple couple questions have come up uh, during this conversation for me. Is your um, casserole dish or your lasagna tray that you're cooking it in, is it covered? Are you covering that or is I'm it open? It. I'm covering it. Okay. So uh, hence the steam gets to stay in, correct? Correct. Now, could you add... A, li- a layer of cheese between some of those uh, veggies. Yeah, if you want to be a fucking jerk about it. No, no I'm not being a jerk. I'm Listen, I'm You're joking, trying of to
0: force. <laughs> Buddy, I mentioned, <clears throat> I mentioned ricotta for a reason. You can absolutely treat this the way you would treat a uh a lasagna and instead of the lasagna sheets it's sheets of vegetables but you can also have what i love in lasagna is spinach you can have many layers of spinach and you can have uh, ricotta you can have you know a lot of different cheeses i would say you could have some people put grated uh, aged uh, aged cheddar in in a layer and i think that would be fantastic
1: some people put crumbled hard-boiled egg in their lasagna who are those people? I don't know. Some people do. It's not you know, my it's thing. Very, it's very
0: funny. Some you and I are like we are we are against food snobbery. Everything goes, <laughs> and then somebody says something like that, and you go, "I'll kill
1: that person." It's, no, sorry. I'll be honest with you. I've had lasagna with the hard boiled egg in it. It is actually quite delightful. I don't. It's all right.
0: Okay. Yeah, okay. it's
1: really not that bad. But I, but you could, if you want to up the protein in this uh, uh, dish of yours, yes. add some crumbled uh, hard boiled egg. You could add some cheese. You could add even some prosciutto thinly sliced prosciutto if you're going in the meat direction, absolutely you could, yeah, absolutely
0: you could, I mean, then you're not calling it a, a vegetable lasagna no, at that point, of course, but of no, course. no, there's no reason you shouldn't um and and you can man, you could probably put some like a chickpea puree on one layer Beautiful. and so you know by the time you cook something for that long, you're not you know you have to think about different layers and different textures and different flavors, and so this is very, very much a very flexible dish. But uh but yeah what a, I, I recommend this.
1: What a beautiful dish to make with your kids. What a beautiful That's... looking dish. It's basically food jenga is what's going on here. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> and and a great great uh, analogy if you take it out too soon from the dish much like jenga the, the the it can very much sort of slide off of each other. The the reason you keep it for half an hour and let it set is because when you have it in your plate at that point it maintains its structure. So that's just you just not to rush it
1: out. Are you just cutting them in squares or are you using something circular to kind of carve them out so you present it lovely to your family? Uh, when we cut
0: it out in squares, it was still quite lovely. I don't know why okay. you have to uh, suggest that squares aren't lovely. They were still I'm just saying,
1: yeah. <laughs> if you want to make it fancy, you take some sort of like can and you, uh, with the sharp uh, top yes. of the can, you kind of squeeze score it in and make Beauty. a nice round cylinder shape. Sure. Now, if you're
0: really thinking about making, you know, impressing your family, another way to do this is in uh, ramekins, individual uh, larger, sort of slightly deeper ramekins, you can make a- individual portions of this. So everybody oh, has, great. and you're eating it, you know, that's also nice. Now, the one thing is you don't see the exterior layer, but as soon right. as you bite into it, you can see the various colors in it. And that can be very nice too. Oh, uh, Beautiful.
1: Well, yeah. oh, this sounds like a wonderful dish, man. This sounds like the perfect sort of, uh, you know, what do you call it when, when people come over for a little light lunch? Um... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and they're yeah, not I don't expecting know
0: what, much. They're 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 gonna be happy with an egg salad sandwich and, and and some uh some mixed greens tossed in olive oil. You know, they're like they're, they're like, yeah, whatever goes, you know, it's just lunch. And then you present this and it's kind of it's 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 low key mind blowing, to be perfectly yeah, honest. You yeah. just have to have the time, the patience, and you have to have a five year old. That's another ingredient that's very important.
1: Now it needs to be said, it needs to be said because I don't think our uh, listeners, obviously I don't think they, they couldn't see what you showed me, but you put that time sprig so gingerly on top of that dish. And it really made it look like something you got in a French restaurant. Like it looked, I got to say, buddy, that really took it to another level.
0: Thank you. If you don't have a time sprig, feel free to use a basil mint leaf, something, you know, it's nice because my layer on top is the sweet potato with a little bit of tomato sauce on it. So, uh, it's with well, this orange and and yellow. Uh, sorry, yeah, orange and, and and red, and then the green on it. I think is really. Does
1: great. that make a difference? That's the only other question I have. Does it make a difference of what vegetable gets layered where? So, for example, are the denser uh, vegetables, the ones that need more cooking time, on the bottom? Does it matter? Is it willy nilly? I'm gonna go on. A, I'm gonna go out on a ledge
0: here and and yeah. say, fantastic question. Yeah, you know, I never compliment your question. I know. I should more often, but that is a very, very good question. And I should have mentioned that in my experience, you know, a house is only as strong as its foundation. Mm -hmm. So as we were talking about it, potentially sort of crumbling, you know, uh, falling over, you do, in my experience, want. a a sort of a robuster thing at the bottom, whether that be sweet potatoes or potatoes or beets. You don't want the first two, three layers to be, let's say eggplant and zucchini and cheese, because the heaviness of the top layers will make it potentially so that they, it just kind of like falls over or caves in a little bit. So yeah, Yeah. you need need that uh, integrity as they
1: say at the bottom. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to gather my wife. For the best time of our lives. I'm still affected. I still have
0: nightmares from the last one we did. I'm just laughing at where this is going to go because for those of you who've been listening recently, the socially distant uh, uh, protocol dictates that I I can't put things in Marco's mouth, you know, justifiably so. Uh, But his wife has been putting things in his mouth and it's just fantastic. She really just sort of looks around the house, looks around and goes, what can I feed this man? And last week was hilarious. It was, there's, they have an aloe vera plant. And I guess Marco doesn't pay much attention to that plant. So she brought, you know, a big leaf of the plant and scraped out the aloe vera. I don't know why I pronounce it aloe vera, but aloe vera and and fed him that and i you know the texture of aloe vera if you're familiar it's very gelatinous it doesn't it doesn't have a beautiful scent to it uh it's kind of cr- creepy and that's what she fed him and uh, and amanda's known for shoving a a large portion on a mouth hard into his mouth which is hilarious and so i don't know at some point amanda's just going to be looking in the corners of the house and going what is that lint what is that a spider web i, I don't know how she's going to do it but it's going to be great i think she went to the store to get something <laughs> <laughs> so that means Marco just while I was talking to you, Marco went up to, to call her to come down and uh she's gone. I, I guess she's not going into Lint from the corners of the apartment territory Thank just goodness. yet. Eventually, I'm sure. I but think she right felt now, bad after- she's gone
1: to my I think she felt bad after last week.
0: Don't make her feel bad. She's doing her best, and she's doing a really good job. I don't know why you have to be such a diva about this.
1: I was almost poisoned. I didn't make her feel bad. I think she saw the look on my Uh, face. The fact that she showed you a plant, that she showed you a plant from the house, and that you said, go for it, that you said, yes, put that in his mouth. The fact that that was was acceptable to you and her, (laughs) I know what the plant is.
0: I was telling listeners as you were away that it was aloe vera, which I recognize, and uh, then we both we all looked it up. I'm sure I looked it up privately because I was quite confident. Um, no, I looked it up on air. I looked it up as we were uh, as
1: we were recording, and it's it's very good. You should have had great digestion that day. Okay, here I'm then gonna I'm gonna show it to you. Okay, and then okay. Feed it to you. All right, she's gonna show it to you, and then she's gonna feed it to me. So Perfect. I'm gonna put my blindfold. Perfect. On. This is my favorite part. Marco is
0: putting on his blindfold. Yeah, the, okay. uh, the Amanda, music has show. been played. The energy is high.
1: What's in Marco's mouth? That's right. What's in Marco's mouth? It's nothing dirty. We'll guess it. We'll mess it. Let's find out. What's in Marco's mouth? Let's see what it is. Okay, you can show it to. Amanda can show it to you. Perfect. 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 My blindfold is on. My wife, Amanda Barker, just showed Ali Hassan what is going to go in my mouth. Amanda, try that drink there. I'm going to just give me Okay. Drink. She's got to prepare whatever's <laughs> going to go in my mouth. Be, you know. The tension. The stress. I have never been a prisoner of war, and I hope never to be a POW. God but perfect. there's a bit of stress to this segment. The, ah, are you not going to tell me? Ali, come on. What do you
0: want from me, buddy? This is the woman you married, huh? You guys should know each other's moves. Are you
1: oh are you gonna put it in my mouth while I'm talking? <laughs> guys, oh my god. guys, this is not this is not the way this is supposed to be. I do not run this kind of a system. Okay. Oh my god. His face.
0: His face is not good. He's trying to keep his noises to a minimum, which, please, not on our account. Don't do that for us. Oh, my God.
1: I can tell you this. Whatever she put in my mouth does not go with whiskey.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, it's... We're sorry that this segment wasn't a good pairing with your cocktail,
1: Marco. <laughs> okay, it's uh, savory. It's got an umami flavor to it. I know this thing. Can I have another bit? Yeah. It's got a uh, slightly... Um, slimy or wet uh gooey texture to it
0: that seems to be a recurring theme over the last few weeks slimy
1: and or gooey okay whoever the fuck put celery in this i i don't like this it's got like a mayonnaise flavor to it i'm gonna it's got to be some sort of oh oh i know what it is of course Macaroni salad. You actually put macaroni salad in my mouth, right? That's yep. what it's oh my god. This is okay. I am not a fan of macaroni. And you got a big vat of it. it. He got, oh. he got a big vat. that's the best part. That it's oh. such a large container that oh. you're gonna have to be eating more macaroni. I, salad. I don't like ma- macaroni. Oh, I don't like macaroni salad. I don't like cold, wet, uh mayonnaise t- pasta. Listen, that's Listen, not let's celebrate the win, Marco. And also please tell Amanda not to feel bad. She did a, said, did a great job. Don't feel bad. She did a great job. Look at this whiskey sour macaroni salad. You know what gave it away for me was the celery because oh. it's like celery and mayo. It's like what? Who would put celery and something? Do you want to try that drink?
0: Cheers. Cheers, Amanda. Thank you so much. I feel bad that uh, Marco's going to have to eat that for lunch later today. But but no, I'm not eating is... that
1: stuff. That's why I'm like, you got a huge
0: vat. She just went to the store to get that. I think. How- I think she. Per- How bad is macaroni salad that an
1: Italian can't even tell that it's a pasta salad anymore? You know, it's 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 for me, it's vile. It would never be my side. You know, how some people get that as a side to their whatever the hell they're getting Never in my life. Never in my life. No, for me, that's not that's that's what you do if you want to hurt my feelings. And you guys did a good job at that. You and my wife hurting my feelings on air as I talk, putting in my mouth, (laughs) you know, like I'm a (laughs) pee. For me, that's one of those rare win, win, win
0: situations. All three of us feel good we got to feed you something vile i got to watch her feed you something vile aggressively as always and uh, and you got
1: you got you got it right you guessed it right oh, it's, it's an unsatisfying one. win for you but i uh... it's it's the first one since she's been your disciple yes disciple of terror uh it's the first <laughs> one since she's been your disciple of terror that i've that i've guessed right oh and and what what hurts is i had to guess something that i really don't like right And I said to her, you guys can use simple things. Like it doesn't have to be, she could open a can of chickpeas and I got to guess what that is, but no, both of you demented is all I can say. You know what I'm, I'm looking forward to you. What I'm looking forward to
0: is in the, in the notes of our podcast, you writing Ali Hassan and his disciple of terror, uh, torture Marco. And we're going to get a whole other sort of, uh, demographic of listeners that we didn't really want. That's going to work well.
1: Oh man. Okay. Well, listen, I got it right. I'll take that win. I'll go, t- I'll go brush my teeth, gargle with some scope, and I'll be ready for the rest of the day.
0: All right. Well, good for you, buddy. I mean, uh, <laughs> vile macaroni salad and whiskey sour, if that doesn't get you going, I don't know what will. In my end, I'm probably going to have uh, leftovers of a uh, beautiful vegetable, uh, you know, a, a vegetable mille feuille and, and maybe you can work on your French while we're, uh, while we're Listen, talking about new things today that we're all going to attack.
1: You, you call your terrine whatever you want to call it, all right? <laughs> I'm going to call it what I, what I see. No, it looks beautiful. I, w- I wish we had that actually for lunch, but it looks like uh, I'm going to be stuck eating some gross macaroni salad.
0: Sorry to hear that, buddy. No. Anyway, oh. uh, a lovely episode. Uh, whiskey sour, much easier than you might think it is. I think you really nailed it when you said people will order that and yep. never think to make it. Many people. You'll yeah. we'll never think to make a whiskey sour at home. It ain't nothing to it. I nothing, watched them make nothing. it. Ain't nothing to it.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, there is something to a millefeuille. Sure, there is some work required in uh, in, in in making it. It's even insane it. but even it's insane, it. even in saying it, but it's not difficult. It's about layering, and there's there's a there's a value in in working a little bit. For your for your meal that you then eat and enjoy uh, with uh, I, even alone, take some pictures, show it off, and eventually, hopefully, uh, sooner rather than later, with family and friends. I hope you're all listen. keeping well and keeping sane. I think we gave you two things to help you
1: do both those things. That's right. And listen, if you can't make a meal fi now, when are you going to make it? Uh, yeah, well, you can make it any time. I'm not there sure what
0: go. that logic was. <laughs> all right, that is Marco Tempano. I'm Ali Hassan. That's until we eat and drink again. We hope you got your fill of Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Eat Drink. Email them your cocktail and food suggestions to Podcast Eat at gmail.com. Until the next episode, Bottoms Up.